So you're a mom daughter team. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. How long have you been doing real estate? Like what drew you to it? All of that. I'll let you start that. Okay. I'll, I'll start that. So, um, I started out in new home sales, um, in 2003. And, um, so worked in the models, um, you know, worked for builders, poor Kate and grew up going to models all the time. <laughs> so, uh, I, I worked in new home sales until about 2009, got out of the business for a little bit. Um, actually got a master's in bioinformatics, which is totally unrelated to real estate. <laughs> um, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, then came back into general real estate in 2017 um, and have been going strong since then. And she says, she says poor Katen growing up in models, but I think that's kind of what like started my love of real estate. I loved the model homes. It was so, especially because she made cookies every single day. <laughs> um, but I, so summer before my senior year of college, I just got back from studying abroad and I couldn't get my normal summer job just because of timelines. So I figured I'll just go get my real estate license just in case. Cause I was studying marketing and psychology at the time. Um, and I was, I quickly realized I didn't really want to work for anybody else and get an entry level marketing job. So when I got my, uh, license in real estate that same summer, we kind of fell into the real estate investing world as well. Um, so I graduated college and I was like, real estate, here we go. So that was May of 2018. Um, I'm showing my age now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've been in it since. And then I, I got into the general brokerage side in 2019, like February of 2019. Yes, when we first started, Kate was more heavily invested in the investing part. Uh, uh, we were doing flips and... Uh, and Kate's really, really good at the design portion of that. Right. So. She really is. Um, yeah. And psychology and marketing totally go with real estate. They do. They, they really do. do. Yeah. yeah. Andrew and I, tongue-in-cheek joke, but anybody who's been doing real estate for like six years or more gets an honorary Duke like psychology degree because... <laughs> It's, it's a lot. You, you act as a counselor. Yes. <laughs> you do. Yeah. yes, you do. Especially on your end, like managing and just the buyer and then all of it. I mean, coming from a buyer standpoint, just mm -hmm. like I was emotional. And I'm very thankful him and our realtor were just very good about chilling me out because I was yeah. just like all <laughs> energy, all emotion with it. So Yeah, I, I definitely think the uh, uh, agents uh, at some point should be ordained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hear and see it all. That's yes, for sure. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So the thing that fascinated and like originally when we came in uh, on our social media platform, but drew to me to you was the mother daughter team and just like your embrace of it and how well you compliment one another that I was just I just like read all your posts and I engaged with you and you know just learning a lot on how to do it for me because I had no idea what I was doing on social media and so I learned a lot from <laughs> well, you. you're doing a great job thank you thank you <laughs> but, but just like learning that because we're a you know husband wife team but just like seeing a mother daughter team to me is fascinating and I'll share you my age. I got into my first, like 2008, when everything kind of like started tinkling down in real estate, I seized the opportunity with a boyfriend at the time and bought a multifamily in clear in Clearwater. Um, and so I remember having that conversation with my dad and I was in my early twenties and that peak, that turning point for me into becoming from a child into an adult. And like, mm -hmm. now we're friends and now I'm going to invest in you. And like, you guys work together. So that you obviously had that, you know what I mean? Because you're doing well. So like when, you know, wearing those different hats, like you're a mother daughter team, but you're also business partners, like how you've navigated that well, obviously. So like what insights, like, what have you learned? You know, explain that. Cause that's what I see is being increasingly popular. And despite real estate and working together, that's something parents and children go through. You know, so right. Well, that, it was like a dream come true for yeah. me. I mean, I, I never would have expected that it would work, have worked out like it did. 
Um, so, you know, when Kayton graduated and sort of got interested in real estate, I was like, great, but she wasn't really interested in the general real estate. So I was kind of doing my thing. And then when she decided to come over um, and we you know, made this team, I mean, that's been super exciting. And, and you're right, it is, it's a different dynamic yeah. when, because we are mother and daughter, but I think we do a pretty good job of having the business side and like the home side. Yeah. Um, not that we live together, but I mean, right. you know, the, the family side, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you know, when she comes up on Sundays with her dogs, it's not, it's not about real estate right. at that point. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't know that we've necessarily sat down and consciously done that. It just kind of, <laughs> we're probably so worn out. I mean, I call, I have to call her 10 to 15 times a day sometimes. And so I feel like we're so worn out on those conversations. We've already also talked through everything that by the time that we like get to a, I don't want to say comfortable, but like, you know, when you're in your home space, it's just kind of like, let's That's just true. relax kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You totally. Know? Totally. Um, one thing I will say that was kind of a weird transition, though, especially when we were doing running both businesses and uh, my dad was involved in the investing business as well. So we had us three of us in that business and then we had the two of us in the general brokerage. And uh, I started having to shift from calling them mom and dad to Tom and Laura. She did not like that. Yeah. But, you know, like it, one, I, I was a female, which yeah. that already, you know, that already kind of sets me a little bit lower, especially when I'm talking to contractors. And not only that, I was a young female. I am a young female. Oh, so, sure. I, you know, it was I someone looked at me one time we were on the scene. I was managing a, a project that we were flipping and the contractor literally like seriously looked at me and said, you need to go ask your dad. And I was like, nope, nope. no, no, he is now Tom and he is my business partner. Yeah. <laughs> so, Good for you. Um, that's that's been a weird shift for us, yeah. but it, it was funny too, especially when we were working on that side of the business, we always thought the same, you know, we always yeah. had the same opinions. And so when we gradually shifted over to this side of the business, it just kind of, it went very smooth. You know, we yeah. were always, or most always on the same page. We know what's going on. We know each other's strengths and weaknesses. That's good. We kind of just pick up where the other leaves off essentially. Yeah. That's excellent. And really a testament to you, mom, because yeah, it is a testament going to with her. the flow. It really is just like embracing the change. Cause it's gotta be hard. Like speaking from, I'm a new mom. I only have a four and two year old, but yeah, we, so yeah, very fresh new. Um, they haven't got their license. Well, yet. congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> but like one of the things we're trying to be intentional about is involving them like you did with Caden in the business, like in just being a part of it, just here's why daddy's going to work. And you know, sometimes like I'll go with him to pick up a radon test because David wants to go with daddy, but David's not allowed in the building. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, so, right. so he gets to feel like he's a part of it and yeah. why we do what we he do. Just a ride along. Yeah. So. He, we call it a ride along, but um, <laughs> just like, just so like when it's smooth, you know, if one day they want to be part of it, great. If not, at least they have a natural entrepreneur upbringing like you obviously did and just run with it. And you've ran with it. And it's cool that you're running alongside your mother. So it really is a huge testament to you and all the, like, the priming you did with her. And then like you're embracing it. Because you're a natural boss, Kaden, obviously. <laughs> well, so, like, she is. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Thank and, you. And that's, I think, what makes this work, too, is um, our, I'd say our personalities complement each other as opposed to conflict with each other. She's the super social one and everybody wants to know or and you know she's life at parties she's an influencer she's 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 out there and i'm more the analytical you know stable <laughs> stable is a great a great adjective <laughs> so, so i think we just complement each other i think if we both had the same personality oh that we would, would probably amazing. especially her personality we would kill each other <laughs> yeah my dad and i have very similar personalities and and i love him to death and we you know him and i are like Bing, 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 bing. Like we have so many ideas, but we neither of us can execute them because we have so many ideas. And that's where she's like, okay, let's come back down to earth. Let's just focus on one at a time. Right. That's, um, but, yeah. that's us. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has to, he has a fishing line on him all the time. Cause I'm just like all over the place. And <laughs> they did. They definitely raised me to be, um, you know, if I wanted something, I had to work for it. And I very much appreciate that 
you know, I didn't at the time, but now I very much appreciate that because <laughs> yes. that's instilled all of the entrepreneurial spirit in me. Right. To this day. Right. And while you actually get on it, you know, you could be <laughs> yeah. an entrepreneur and just sit there and nothing be accomplished, but that's great. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 So, but now, although you didn't love it initially, you're, you are in real estate. Mm-hmm. So what was the change there? What happened? You mean like the general brokerage side? Yeah. Um, honestly, half of it was just the way the market was moving. We mm-hmm. started, I, I am in the prime age where all of my friends are buying their first houses. That's true. And it was kind of the natural, hey, Katen, will you help me? Hey, Katen, will you help me? And that side of the business was just picking up and gaining traction a lot faster. And then I realized at that point, that I did actually really enjoy the general brokerage and I love helping people, you know, buy their dream home or sell and move up or whatever it might be. And the other, I mean, when COVID hit, as far as flipping, cause we flipped in 2019, we flipped what, like six, six, six properties. Or seven, yeah. um, and we acquired some rental properties and some Airbnbs and it was fun, but it was, I mean, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of time. Managing contractors is no joke. Um, you know, we, we had our fair share of bad experiences with contractors as well. And, uh, you know, it just, we weren't really seeing the return and I guess for our time and right. our money right. that, that we were wanting to. So mm-hmm. it almost was just a natural progression when COVID hit, you know, some of our, we have private money lending sources and hard money lending that all of the hard money went out the door mm-hmm. as far as they wouldn't lend to us anymore. Sure. So it just... It just, it was a natural progression and I'm kind of glad it happened because it forced me into something that I actually really love. Right. Yes. That, yeah. That's such a good perspective on that. Cause like COVID definitely did force a shift and a focus, you know, and mm-hmm. whether we liked or not what we saw, but just going with it because we started, <laughs> sorry. So we had a soft launch just for the people we knew in December, January, February, and then March, we decided to get ready for spring and like do Wilson and Sons, and then two weeks later, COVID hit and shut everything down. And, oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> timing stinks. Timing did. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was for me funny because I was like, "Of course you want to plan it because you know executions <laughs> everything on when you you know launch yep. a business." And um, so I was just like, "Of course!" And so I was just being all over the place, and which is when I connected with you because I was like scrolling. I'm like, I need to get on socials, you know. Um, and what so drew me to you, like the people that we have lined up for the podcast is transparency. Like I got to feel like I saw who you guys were and then we communicated. Like what I liked about you was, um, and the other people we have lined up is like, you actually engaged. It wasn't like just about buying. It's like, let's, let me help you. Let me invest in you. Like, you know what I mean? Just because you and other people helped me tremendously figure out how to navigate that space and I just copied everything and implemented it and just (laughs) learned and it was super lucrative like I remember having that conversation with you like hey I have Facebook like I really feel like I should drop it because it's not producing anything and I find Instagram so much more lucrative in connecting with the right people because Mm -hmm. one you don't who you work with is really important like you working with your friends I'm sure helped you learn how to enjoy that side of things, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. so taking on the right kind of clients and, you know, connecting with the right kind of realtors and contractors, like, because you get to see them before you even think about working with them, whether or not you even want to work with them. Yeah. And that's what I always say about social media and Instagram in particular is like, that is my presentation. That is my initial consultation. And so now I'm not having to do listing presentations or buyer consultations because I've already done it. When you scroll through my feed, I tell you how you're how we're going to work together, if we're going to be the right fit, what the process looks like. So, you know, we just skipped a step. They already know, like, and trust me. Um, and, and I generally know them because we've probably conversed on Instagram a few times. And then I, to me, it, I love it. I mean, that is how I want to do business for the rest of my life. And, I, and that's what I keep telling her. Yeah, she's trying to pull me in. I got to do it. <laughs> I'm telling you because it's, it is so accurate, but so few do it. And that's what really sets you apart. 
like truly All right, I'm doing it. You have to. <laughs> because like I could count on just the hand- fingers I have how many people I've connected with and like on one hand how many people I actually like oh I actually like you. And yeah. I actually like here who I'm going to recommend you. And it doesn't matter whether or not we work together or not because I know these people are going to do what they do and there's no connection which I think is a good other layer of transparency, but like yeah, like you have to because it is so rare. And it shows that not only are you saying that you do what you love and you love what you do and you have a passion for it, you're expressing that because you truly are engaging. Like it's not just lip service. Yeah, there, there's right. no there's no Instagram filter that can fake that. No. You know? So mm-hmm. uh, it, there, the the level of authenticity um, you, you can't really manufacture, and and that's what's palpable. So. Yeah, and with me, I'm like I'm an introvert. Like I'm very sociable no. and outgoing, but <laughs> I'm also like, he knows this. Like as soon as like I'm done having a series of Zooms or meetings, I'm just like, yeah, I need to yeah. go with a book at a coffee shop. Don't talk to me. Don't text me. Like I just need 20 <laughs> minutes, you know, just to recharge. Um, so there is that, but you know, it's a balance, but it is so worth it because yeah, it, it's really enriching knowing that people are out there who really do are on fire for what they do it's very reassuring yeah yeah well it's a cool way to it's a cool way to connect with people outside of your immediate area too you know I connect with agents I connect with out-of-state clients and it's the same process no matter where you are um but it's just the reach is so much bigger so I I mean I I could go on for days about why social media is the best thing in the world but yeah (laughs) I'll spare you (laughs) um okay what else did I want to ask them I'm so sorry. I think you were thinking about, you were asking about life work. Yes. Balance. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. This is why we had Analytical. She wrote down all the questions. Thank <laughs> you. I love it. I was like, pull them up. Um, yeah. So work-life balance. Okay. Being a realtor from what I see is like ongoing. Yes. So how, just how is my question? Like, so like for us, we have children. And so from all that and then bedtime. So for like an hour, like we're not picking up our phone. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm sure realtors with children have that boundary and people would respect it. But like, just how with the ongoing, I don't know if it's like, explain this to me. (laughs) <laughs> just explain this to me. I don't even know what to ask. Yeah, cause cause like, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a nine to five kind of job, you know, so yeah. um, it, there, yeah. there's that, there's that caveat to it. Yeah. So, yeah. And everybody has and their the own way, time. The way that I personally look at it is you get to run the business on your own terms. Um, so something that, cause I realized, you know, I'm, I'm a workhorse. I will literally, I'll just work seven days a week and not even realize it. So what I've had to do and, I think I listened to a podcast and I don't remember who it was who was talking about it, but they said, you need to get, you need to make your own days off. Normal nine to fives do have the Saturday, Sunday off, but like if I have a slow Monday, maybe that's my day off because typically I'm working Saturdays or like take a half day on it on a Wednesday or take, you know, you have to make your own time off when you can and when you know you've got your things in order. So that's been something that I've really been working to implement because again, I was, you know, I I knew I was going to hit a burnout at some point if I just kept working seven days a week. Um, And again, I enjoy what I do, but at some point it's like when the phone rings at 9 PM, I don't always want to answer it, but that's not, you know, sometimes you have to. So that's been my biggest um, thing. And then just, I've also started kind of allotting are trying to allot certain days to certain things. So like on Mondays, I tried to catch up on all of my paperwork from the past weekend and week and any tie anything up there. Tuesdays, you know, I I'm jumping on and filming content for Instagram and things like that. So I try to try to structure my days in a way that I know what's coming and I know, Hey, we're going to knock all of this out in one day. But again, I'm a high D. So I'm like, everywhere so that's been a you know that's for me but yeah and I think it, it is a challenge I mean I'm I'm still working on it because I mean we do get those calls at you know 7 8 at night and um you know I know that you know some people on their their message say you know if I if this call comes in after seven I'll return it the next day 
um, which I probably need to do something like that. You know, if it's an emergency, they're going to leave me a message and or text me or something. You know, if it's an emergency, obviously that's different. But you know, set up some sort of boundary like that um, so that you are you're not on the clock at nine o'clock like you're you're talking about. Um, so. Yeah, I still struggle with that. So, <laughs> yeah, I can see that though. Yeah, because the, the the one thing I'm learning more and more about what realtors do, and just how all consuming it seems like it can be. You know, like mm -hmm. getting the offer approved at like 9 p.m. Like I've been seeing that a lot of that lately, and I'm like, in this market, you got you're gonna want to lock that down, right? So I could see like, yeah, and I'm yeah, you gotta jump and run, right? And so like, especially if you're working with buyers versus right. sellers. Right. In the last two Saturday nights, I have gotten calls not not expecting the calls. I've gotten calls at 8:30 and 9:30 p.m. saying, "Hey, if you can do this." Uh, you know, we'll accept your offer. So then I'm I'm back on the phone negotiating, and it's like we're we're so close. I have to just close the deal. But I'm like, yeah, I just finished dinner with my friends. Like I'm at a restaurant right now, you know. But you you got to do what you got to do, and it's just it's it's. I keep saying it's the market we're in, but I mean it, it truly is. Because if yeah. you don't act now, there's there's 15 other offers that are waiting that are going to act now. So. It's just kind of something you have to understand with the job as well. And we do have, you know, a transaction coordinator that handles the paperwork and we'll likely be hiring an assistant to help take some of that load off too. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, like she said, you just got to go with it at this point. I mean, you know, um, market's good. So take advantage of it. We'll rest later. You know what I hear from everything you just said is um, it's a season. So this is not like there's light at the end of the tunnel. This is the season we're in with the market. So that's great. So you can just power through, you know, just like that's just having your own business. Like there are ebbs and flows, like of busy mm -hmm. seasons and chill seasons and just like grind it and give it your all seasons, which is now this market. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but they're great because then you learn and implement the new things that you pick up from it. Oh, protecting, you know, having those things to protect your own time and you know you went out with your friends connected with them and you're not just like having a team that's what it is having a team because you have people who can't you know the paperwork mm -hmm. is insane um and so you know yeah having having this the processes set in place and working with other people to make the, the load easier so like well i think that's been huge in our, our sure. case because yeah, you know, we can bounce ideas off each other, or if one of us can't get to go do a showing, or there's one in Rock Hill and I'm in Mooresville, Caitlin can go do it. And yeah, so that's that has been huge as far as being able to work together as opposed to being a single agent. Right. That's got to be so hard. But yeah, that makes sense. And like, yeah, that's why, yeah, just thinking totally different just on our end because we, we come in and do diligence, right? Like, that's that's it and we're out like we we are mm -hmm. that's it um and everybody's least favorite <laughs> you know what I mean? like, i'm like we'll embrace that but it's true but like just having that quality of you know like you know he's on an inspection and we have a thing where it's like he's not gonna take a call you know what i mean like or check his email he's got to be at the inspection and be present especially if the clients are there and so what I do helping him is I'll check emails and take care of things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just, and that is a mm -hmm. huge weight off of him, but he had to allow me to do it. You know what I mean? Like getting to the place where it's like, you know, this is going to be better for you. Right. And that was so easy to do to let her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's why we're doing it. Like, that's why we're partnering up. Like, it's just like having to remind him of that though, because he came from ministry prior, like he was a musician at a church. And so he was a man one he, like, he was part of a team but this is what he did and there was no partner there was no helper um and so he was used to doing everything on his own and then having to like release that and you just are so much stronger and can accomplish so much more partnered up like yeah. you guys have mm -hmm. yeah huge weight well off. it's definitely hard too to i guess like relinquish that control initially mm -hmm. because you're so used to doing it on your own and i, I definitely think that that's even like when we hired a transaction coordinator and I handle paperwork or I would hand my paperwork over to her at first, I was like, I need to go back and check everything. And I'm like, no, no, no. She knows what she's doing. Um, and it's just something you got to like step by step. You got, that's how you build your business. Right. Yeah. You got to build up leaders and just like handle it. 
Otherwise, you're a micromanager, right? Uh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Um, it it sounds like to me that you guys, you know, because you were you were talking about, uh, you, we we've mentioned the word boundaries, I think, a couple of times, um, but you guys. Um, at the beginning of our conversation, it almost seemed like that it was a very natural thing for you guys to have in place relationally. Um, but uh, I, I'm sure that comes from just like a foundation that you guys had built um, to make that, to make those boundaries and that balance as crazy as the this industry is. It seemed to me that you had a kind of a foundation in place that made those boundaries a little bit more natural feeling. Um, and uh, I, I commend you for that because um, they're not at all natural. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just not. Right. It, that's something that we're having to learn, just kind of being um, so uh, young in the in the process, um, and and being in a in an industry where it's like, yeah, our our calendar is like a twelve hour day, but there's yeah. it's still not enough. <laughs> it's just not, right. you yeah. know. And we're not even realtors. Right. Yeah. Well, when you live together too, it's different. So we don't live together, but I guess when we first started, I, I lived with you for a couple months when yeah. we first started, but like, then you bring work home too. And so finding that yeah. different boundary. Yeah. Is, having a space. Where it's you tough. Work. Yeah. It's tough. And I know that she and my dad went through that too. When we were heavy on the investment side, you know, they'd be, I'd call them and they'd be in the middle of a discussion about them. I'm like, stop talking about it. Go <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know it's a natural like oh let's just catch up on this really really quick and right. then that turns into an hour and then you know yeah. and then it's time to go to bed right yeah. that's so maybe you can speak into this because <laughs> you know it's so beautiful to see and very hopeful because like we have you know to see a mother-daughter team and like yeah just the fruit of your labor and now it's your partners and it's just beautiful and very encouraging as a parent you and your husband didn't grow up together. Like you have your own parents and you had your own way of doing things and then you merged, right? That's marriage, like two totally mm -hmm. different lives. And, and I know I look white, but I'm Spanish. Like I'm second generation American. He's been here since like they came to the mountains, you know, like, <laughs> like we My are Scotch Irish people. Yeah. Like we're radically different. I'm from Queens, you know, <laughs> like and I'm yeah. from Queen city. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's just, you know, I say he's bilingual because he's fee Yankee. Like he just, we're so <laughs> different. And so just merging that together was a trial in and of itself. But now business partner, and you did it. Please share. <laughs> there are challenges. Yeah, for sure. I mean, another big part of it is like what Katie says. I mean, we, we live together, so there's no, right. you know, separation um you know and we have very different ideas on how things should be done um and you know that's where kate and i guess i got lucky we usually agree not not every time but we are at least uh, you know in the same ball field um on how things look would work um I do think something that's really cool when you don't agree though is that it forces both parties to have to explain more mm -hmm. and then you have to show, okay, here, here's why I think I'm right. And this person's also doing that. And then in that you kind of find the, like the goods and the bads of each solution. And it kind of makes you dive deeper on both sides, whether you want to or not. Yeah. Um, so I will say, I think that is a plus. I mean, it, it doesn't feel good in, in the no, moment, yeah. but I think in the grand scheme, you've, you've each then just thought about your processes a lot more. Mm-hmm. That's, yes, what I, I, I grew up in Queens, so I grew up around a lot of, um, like, Muslims, mm -hmm. and so one of my friends, I remember growing up, like, we would, yes, like, I'm right, here's my perspective, I'm right, and, and she was like, no, 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 because she has a business with her husband, she's like, it's about understanding your perspective, and so, like, they sit there, and here's the thing they don't agree on, and so, like, how can I best understand it, and do exactly what you just did, like, weigh it out, get uncomfortable, and, and like, prove your points and then help mm -hmm. the other person understand. And so you could then best execute on the thing, which yeah. is really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well said, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> good job. <laughs> that's, a, that's a gold nugget right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, it's so it is a cold nugget. But family businesses are always worth it, I think. Yeah. People are always like, don't get into business with your friends or your family. But um, I I think it's the best decision, at least I've ever made. If y'all are uh, willing it's so to. so much fun. Right. Continue. I'll stop interrupting. Sorry. No, that was it. Yeah, That's like if you're willing to, you know, kind of like, I was going to say die to yourself. But like, yeah, but like kind of like just be willing to learn from the other can be very healthy and fun and who better than to partner with than people that you know the best. And like, you know, amongst your family, they're not going to turn on you and try to take your position. Like they want you to succeed. Um, and your friend, like really true community would want that for you. Um, so yeah, it's a good litmus test. And I think we bring different perspectives because of the different ages. I mean, Caton brings something, to the table that if it were just me and my husband that we would never even think about right you know instagram the videos that she wants to make us do and you know, <laughs> you know all of these things we would never do on our own yeah um, so it, it you know the age difference plays a part in that too yeah it definitely keeps you mm-hmm. like engaged with what is currently going on with the generation like the new buyers right the new people who are selling like we're older millennials because how old are we 36 um, <laughs> I don't even know. Well, you mean together combined? Or no, whatever? yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're 36 and we're on the older scale of millennials. And but even so, you're a millennial, right? But they're still. I'm on the. Yeah, you're yeah, on, the, I'm on cusp. the bottom. Yeah. So, yeah, even very different. You know, like, how yeah. old are you? I'll be 25 this Jules. weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Finally get a rental car without a fee. Hey, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you know you made it. That's true. Mm-hmm. You can, yep. oh, no, can't run for president yet. Soon. Soon. <laughs> One day, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. You were saying that there's there, there's a lot of difference even in in the, the one, in, in the, the generation. generation so that's really oh, cool yeah. because oh yeah like i'm learning from you and my friends who are your age like what are you guys even interested in like i could post this and with like a biggie Smalls soundtrack do you guys even know who he is like you know what i mean like <laughs> that's the rap i grew up with 90s you know what i mean and and yeah. she's like uh no i mean he's like a niche you know like <laughs> He's niche for like the the moms, but no. And I'm like, okay, like tell me what's what's in. Like right. what's cool. Yeah. Help us still be cool. Yeah, I'm like, I feel so archaic. I know I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, she helps me. She helps me. But yes. Yes. Yeah. Well that, that yeah, that generational um uh, uh difference means you can cover more ground, I think too. So, oh tremendously. Um, so that that's that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, we've seen that too in, in just the, in our, our different clients too. I think, uh, you know, she, she has most of her clients come from just her sphere of people. And a lot of times they're either downsizing or moving up. And again, mine are, I have got a lot of first time home buyers, but it's cool because then we're going to kind of meet in the middle and then suddenly mine are going to be move up buyers. And so it's going to, it almost like circles back around, um, but it's, it's been cool because we can, you know, we can speak to pretty much every kind of buyer on the market because one of us mm-hmm. has been there. And so we've done the process with you. And I think that that gives us a competitive advantage as well, that we can, we can speak to all of the different buyers and sellers. Right. Yeah. And I think if one buyer connects more with one of us than the other, you know, if it's an older couple it might be me if it's a younger couple and so we can just switch them back and forth fairly easily but yeah and all of our clients another thing we always say is all of our clients you get you get a two for one basically get two for one package (laughs) you'll have both of us to kind of go through the entire process with too which is yeah and what one thing i like find so fascinating about your how you approach real estate is your creativity like i don't know like Maybe it's just because you're like literally second generation, right? But I follow a lot of realtors and the things you share on how you execute and get the job is like way different and very confident. So you got to think out of the box right now. Yeah. 
does that does that come naturally to you do you guys have like set a time like brainstorming sessions where you just like dump ideas out or is it just like you got it she's a boss. not really I mean if, we're, <laughs> if we struggle and, and another thing I mean like she is my continual mentor I truly do call her like five plus times a day because I'm like oh, I'm also not like I'd prefer to just call rather than text so I'm like hey blah, 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 blah. okay bye but you know sometimes if we if we know we're up against 15 offers and I'll call her and be like okay here's our situation um, here's what I'm thinking. And she's like, well, wait, have you thought about this? Because mm-hmm. I think it's nice too, because we're, again, we're working with different clients. So we've gone through the different scenarios. And so, mm-hmm. you know, she might be like, well, have you used an escalation clause or did they include this in a letter or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, I rely on her experience and her ideas a lot too. And sometimes then we just start snowballing into all these other That's right. fascinating. Yeah, this five-minute five call becomes an hour and a half. Yeah, that <laughs> um, happens a lot. And that's great that you call. Very older millennial of you. <laughs> because, Thank you. You know, it's true. Um, I'm turning 25 soon. That must be why. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, but like technology really boomed anyway. Sorry, total tangent. I could go down on that. But yeah, because connecting... And you're a natural connector, which is why I was I was really just drawn to your page because you literally connected, um, which is so rare. And I think I think that might be your edge. It's just it's just you, you know, and just Kaden, mm-hmm. and you're partnered with your mentor, which is fascinating. But yeah, you're you're ping ponging back and forth ideas in real time in this market. That's what it is. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And the it, fact that you it, found it's each worked other so, so far. Well. Yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> so far, obviously. So <laughs> that's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So obviously you're in this for the long haul. What do you guys see? Where do you see it going? That that is like the million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, MLS just put out some different stats. Here's the analytical part of me again. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, um, but like, uh, I'm going to look at my notes and then cheat a little bit, but, um, January's home sales were up 11.9% over last year. Um, but wow. they were down from December, um, 27.5. So month over month they were down, but that is a function of, um, inventory. Mm. Um, there's just not as much to buy because, if you look at what went under contract, um, the it was it's up fifteen point one. So sales meaning like it closed, um, and so under contract is different. So what went under contract is up fifteen point one year over year, and um, it's up over December also. So the good news is that um, listings are going up. So. Like a month over month, so from January compared to December, listings that are going on the market are up 27.1%. Oh, that's good. Even, yeah, even though they're down for the whole year, if we're seeing the trend that more listings are coming. Okay. You know, towards the fourth quarter, more and more listings were, were, were coming on. Um, inventory is still down um, almost 60% um, from last year. So in terms of months supply, we have 0.7. That's crazy. Um, which is crazy. That's that's what's because then that that's driving the average sales prices up 13.6 from last year. Um, is that why so, everybody's building now? There's a lot. There's definitely a trend towards new construction yeah. because you can't get anything else, right? <laughs> which the builders are loving. <laughs> we were up in Charlotte today, um, over by Optimus Hall, that area. And just saw mm-hmm. a bunch of new construction. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple, uh, one listing. So we had one new build listing over there that went under contract at, um, it was listed at 875. It went under contract before it was even framed. The foundation was poured. <laughs> wow. um, that's amazing. That's how, I mean, and that that's, especially for this builder that we're working with, I mean, that's pretty standard with his builds. Um, and, and really truthfully new builds in general because people are like, I've just got to snatch something up. And we were actually talking to some agents in our office today and I was like, I feel like I've got like five gazillion buyers and nowhere to put them. And he was like, we all do because there's literally nowhere to put them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and, and I think as far as our team goes for the future, I mean, I think we've already 
I think we've already outrun our whole last year in the first couple months of yeah. this year. Yes, awesome. that's true. Uh, that's awesome. So I think we're definitely going to continue growing and building that. We're not really, I don't think we'll ever, and I'm speaking for both of us, I, or I guess I'm, I don't know. I might be overstepping here in what I'm saying, <laughs> but I don't know that we're really ever trying to build out like a big local team. You know, we might hire assistants and maybe, you know, maybe some other people to, to help out, but we're not really interested in growing that local team as much as um, the brokerage that we're aligned with allows us to grow a national team, which I'm having the time of my life doing because, again, I'm connecting with agents on Instagram who are in Indianapolis, yeah. and we can align together and build our businesses with our own books of business, but we can grow and collaborate and, you know, get to this other level together and so I just think that that's so much fun and I think that's probably where both of us will you know put a lot of energy into growing as well yeah that's really smart that's really cool I like that yeah you create your, your own referral partners mm-hmm. right too. right oh, yeah. right yeah yeah because they so. have like quasi version of that with their home inspector group that they just formed to get away from the dumpy home inspector groups that are just (laughs) (laughs) I remember you told me that in the very beginning of us talking and I was dying it was it's just like this is why there's a stereotype I get it I get it because okay because he's his dad's a home inspector and just not at all like totally different than that and so it's like not what he saw and so I was like why does this rumor exist oh (laughs) and so he has his own like let's go over here and talk we're like-minded and yeah the hey i've got, I got a buddy who i know who's moving in state needs a home you know what i mean like that mm-hmm. business that comes it's so cool mm-hmm. but yeah. the thing that yeah. blows my mind and so i'm gonna need you to get on a soapbox because i'm <laughs> always getting on this soapbox because we have a large amount of people who don't use representation hire us and every time i'm like what are you thinking are you thinking like do you know what you're about to face like so okay why do people need to use representation buying and selling and pick one you want to go first and like because I know what I know but I know I only know like maybe a percentage of what you guys do I know I don't know enough which is why I know to hire a realtor (laughs) you know what I mean but well, I think it, it for the buying side, well, I mean, we could go either way on this, but I'll start with the buying side. It's just, you don't know what you're going to face. And quite frankly, offers are not just being chosen on purchase price. And I mean, a lot of times they're being chosen. It'll come down to because we're, everyone's $10,000 over asking at this point, And they all have strong offers who are all escalating above each other. But then it's going to come down to who's going to be the easiest person to work with and what lender is going to be able to close. And a lot of buyers, if you go in un- unrepresented, they don't know that. That means the agent then has to do your job as well, or the buyer's agent job as well. And they don't want to do that because they're busy with all of these other things. So, and you don't know what you're going to face. I mean, buyers can go in, they're probably not educated on home inspections at all. So they're going to, they're going to just Google Charlotte yeah. home inspector and probably end up with someone who's not going to do a good job. It's not going to explain anything to them. And then they're going to be lost on what the heck do I, you know, what the heck do I even ask for? What do I do here? And it just, it'll spiral. What if the house doesn't appraise? What, what do you do? You know, it just, it, to me, and I mean, to not use a buyer's agent is stupid because you don't even pay them. <laughs> um, so I'm like, there is literally no downside. You have someone fighting on your behalf and you don't even have to pay them. Right. Um, yeah, that's the craziest thing not to use a buyer's agent. And I just, yeah. And honestly, I think that that's an, and people don't know that you don't have to pay buyer's agents, but every time I post something about that, I get like 15 messages and they're like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's that. And I think for buyers and sellers, I mean, a lot of them don't understand the process. You know, they're like, what is due diligence? And oh, I get to cash that check. I don't have to, that, you know, how, when does earnest money come in? How, how does this work? And so, I mean, I, I know we've had to explain that several times, just the, the process of how things work um, and the timing. And, and as Caitlin was kind of talking about earlier, you know, there are appraisal addendums now and escalation clauses and just, 
all of these things, if you don't have an agent, you, you're not going to even know they exist. And caveat that with an agent who knows what they're talking about also. I mean, just having an agent is not going to sure. cut it. You've got to have an agent who knows all of these different tools. Otherwise, you're not going to have a fighting chance. I actually posted something to switch to the seller side really quick. I posted something last week about why you can't just put a for sale sign in your yard. Yes, I know inventory's low, but you know, buyer's agents are coming in hot. And they if I've I'm not gonna get on that subject actually, but if you don't know what you're doing and you're working against a buyer's agent who does, you're probably not gonna walk out with the best yeah. and you're paying them to fight against you. That's the part that always kills me with for sale by owners. You are paying them to negotiate against you. And that's what we always tell, but I, so I posted something about, you know, why you need to have a, an agent when you're selling your house on Instagram. And I had a lady comment. She's like, if you use an agent right now, you're stupid. All you need is a good uh, attorney who can do the documents. And I literally responded. And I was like, if your attorney is that good, then they shouldn't have the time to walk you through every step in a real estate transaction. And then I started listing all of these reasons. And she's like, well, if you're listing a $900,000 house, I just don't see why it'd be worth giving up that commission. And I was like, if you're listing a $900,000 house, you better use an agent because you are going to walk into things you don't even know. Right. So, you know, I, I see and you you get the Zillow, Zillow's a brokerage now and you get the red fence and things like that, but you're not going to get the like hand and foot service that you're going to get when you actually hire, you know, a legit Agent. Well, you're, you're dealing with one right now that was a limited service. I, I've done the whole transaction for this guy. You know, yeah. I had a buyer who who wanted a limited service transaction, um, which means, you know, the agent literally just puts it in MLS and that's it. And then I negotiate directly with the seller. And I've done the, I've done the entire transaction for both sides, which I'm happy to do if my buyer gets the house. But it's like, come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you you typically always make your money back and more. You, I mean, because your house is then sold for more when you use an agent, and it covers the cost of the commission anyway, and you're still making the same amount of money. So I just think people aren't educated enough, uh, and, and that's our that's our fault as as realtors because we are not providing the education, and we're not you know, we're not providing, I guess, our value statement or communicating it as well as we should. Yeah, I think because that, but, and some people just aren't looking, you know what I mean? Like, yes. And I think more people should share, which is why I share, you know what I mean? Like, because I just have conversations with people and I'm like, wow, you have no idea. And I know, I know very little, but I'm a numbers person. And so I'm just like, you know, you make literally 13 to 15% more if you hire an agent on selling your home. Mm -hmm. So 13 <laughs> to 15% on a $900,000 home is quite a bit of money. I think you can let go of the few grand you're going to pay your realtor. You know what I mean? Like it's math. And it's that for me is like, it's so duh, mm -hmm. you know, just come on, man. Stop being so tight. Plus you're making your life so much easier. Right. Like mm -hmm. does no one's time count? I'm sorry, but like your time is worth something, you know, it's Absolutely. precious and I'm going to pay extra to have somebody do something for me. They're going to do it way better than me. And I'm going to have more time with my family or invest in my business. They're freeing me up. Oh, mm -hmm. and they're going to make me more money. <laughs> <laughs> like, no brainer. Right. But I just don't think people think about that. And so that's why we're having this series. It's like, no, let's help you like understand and just execute. And so that's why we're lining up all of our favorite like educator realtors. Like mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to go in blind. They're not going to take advantage of you and you're going to you're gonna be great. You're going to be fine. You're going to be taken yeah. care of. Right. It's Cause when we bought our house, we had a Mac daddy realtor and the agent the seller's agent, oh, he, he <laughs> ate him up for lunch and we got a huge deal. And it was like horrible because this was a flip. It was their first flip and they had horrible representation. And so doing your research on who you work with, mm -hmm. you know, cyber stalk them, like, you know, like just <laughs> ask your friends not only who you used, why you use them and would you use them again? Like, you know, just interviewing people. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get with people who will teach you and show you the ropes and, and then carry it. 
-hmm. Yeah. So then, agree. yeah. So then a seller out there is not doing both jobs. Unbelievable. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I, I remember I had a, um, I didn't actually end up doing this inspection, um, because it, the oh. deal didn't happen, but, um, somebody had called me to come, uh, do an inspection of a very, very old house. And they called me, they called some other contractors to do their own inspections. I'm like, all right, great. Well, uh, you know, who's your, who's your agent? Um, we don't have one yet. And they had scheduled all of these separate inspections on, on their own. And then kind of in the middle of all those inspection processes, then they brought on an agent. They didn't so, even make an offer on the house yet. And she was scheduling. And they're doing inspections? Yes. Yeah, the offer hadn't been it accepted was, yet. I don't even understand how. So I'm just curious, since I have the opportunity to ask this question, have have you ever, or could you place yourself in that agent's shoes? Like, have you ever had to had to come into the, the middle of a transaction that somebody was trying to do on their own? And then they're like, okay, maybe I should get an agent. Um, I don't know. Like, how, how does how does something like that kind of throw a, a wrench in things? I don't know that we've ever come. I, I've come in after, you know, I've had a, a solo person making offers on their own. Um, but nothing that they had gotten or offered had been accepted. And so that's when they got frustrated and was like, I need to use a realtor so I can figure out how to get an accepted offer. But I don't think I've ever walked into the middle of a deal. And I have to imagine that realtor felt very overwhelmed because it's like, oh, okay, you've scheduled 15 appointments now that I probably also need to attend. Right. What are you scheduling these for? Like, where are we in the process? Have you sent checks? Have you, you know, all of these things. So yeah, you probably don't need half of them. No, mm -hmm. that's why we, like, we were like, Andrew's like, after have, you have all these done, we don't need to come in. Yeah, she had a, <laughs> we're yeah, just like, no. <laughs> had a roofer, an HVAC technician, um, and, and a couple of other, a plumber all came in to do their own. And then she's like, and then you can come in at the end. Oh, Did she just want to pay money in inspections? Yeah, I don't know. And like, thank God, thank God, you're ethical. Like, thank God, like she didn't call somebody who's just going to go in and take her money because we were like, dude, one, what? Two, we, you don't need to spend any more. Your offer hasn't been accepted. I'm not a realtor. I can't guide you. And just like we would feel rotten coming in and doing this because you've already paid. Yeah, well, that's what your due diligence periods for. Like too. It's, exactly, right. Right. it was a mess. And so it worked yeah. out in the end eventually because when they did get representation, then they, they got away. You know, I think, I think their agent did a pretty good job of getting them away from that deal and they just started over. Um, good. So I, I imagine, I imagine that's what has to happen. It's a very costly lesson and hopefully other people don't take it, but <laughs> God has protected you from situations like that. It seems. <laughs> so yeah. you're good. It seems like it's easy to do though for buyers in, in a market like this to just uh, kind of think they have to jump on things right away and then oh, I'll hire the agent kind of when I get around to it. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I've it didn't seen work that, that way. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. So so the education is oh. good. Yeah, I mean, and I'm surprised too that they were even able to schedule that many contractors. Right. For a house that they didn't have under contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. That, that's that's a very bizarre situation. Yes, mm -hmm. it was. Yeah, it was a head scratcher. So. Yes, well. Is there anything you guys would like to talk about before we wrap things up? I don't think so. I, I appreciate that you guys are doing this. I think this is a really cool podcast idea. Um, and I'm really excited to listen to the other episodes. Um, thank you guys for having us on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so glad you guys could do it. Yeah, and where can people find you if they want to look you up? Uh, Instagram. Mine is at letter K number 10 Murphy. And yours is at Laura, L-A-A-R-A, J Murphy. And then our team is at Murphy Home Group. I'd say that's probably the best place to find us. Um, we're on the other platforms, but not as active as we are on Instagram. Okay. Awesome. We'll, we'll include yep. those handles in the uh, show description. So Thank you. Be sure to give you guys yep. some link love. Yeah. All right. Love that. <laughs> Take care. Well, let us know how we can help you guys too. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good yeah. talking to you.